worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Cruise FM presents The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. For Arden Roof Systems, there's more to your roof than just shingles. You gotta come on. Bang, 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 bang. Here we go. Okay, quickly, just some business. Get out of the way. Yeah. Go see our uh, pre-show post if you want a heads up on the time and the song you're listening for to win the Guns N' Roses tickets. That's on Twitter. You can find that on on X. Oh, hold on. on. I put it on my old TikTok too. And TikTok, yeah. Yeah, if you're following me on TikTok. There you go. Yes, I'm a Chinese spy. (laughs) Um, The boss got back to me. He's been away. He had to go back to Ontario to shut down the family uh, farm or something Cottage. like that. Cottage. Yeah. Cottage or whatever it is. And uh, and But he must have got in late last night because he sent a note and said, because I was like, how do you feel about the Spanish lessons with little Juan? <laughs> he was like, it sounds like fun. Do it. You should do it. All right. So that's happening. So little speak Juan. of the devil. Speak yeah. of the devil and in walks his best friend. Yeah. <laughs> All I had to do was think tacos and little Juan walked in. He appeared. <laughs> By the way, the boss cleared the Spanish lessons. How's how's that been going? Oh, great. All right. Okay, we'll do that in the 8 o'clock yeah. hour. Also, on this day, October 11th, 1990, drummer Dave Grohl played his first gig with Nirvana. Oh, that's wow. right. Dave Grohl was in Nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dave Grohl, like yeah. Nirvana, right? The like, Foo Fighters guy. So he played drums with Nirvana? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Welcome to the locker room. In the sports donkey world, this is kind of a known thing. Um, I actually knew about this years and years ago. And when I first heard it, I thought he was kidding, mm-hmm. right? Like, you, you, you'll hear people say something like, oh, I've never had a vegetable in my whole life. And you go, come on. <laughs> You, at one point, you've you, had vegetables. You have yeah. to have had a vegetable. You, there's no way you've avoided that that food item. You're in. You've never been curious to try them, like yeah, to see what it's all about. But, but he has. This is one of those things. This he is stuck to his guns. He was talking about how one of his employees was so distraught. Like somebody that worked with yeah. him was so distraught that he had never had a vegetable. They went out for dinner and she went out of her way to like contact the kitchen ahead of time and and basically put together some item, fun, some food item that looked mm-hmm. like meat that was actually vegetables and got it on his plate and he still picked it out and he still wouldn't eat it. So Al Michaels, NFL play-by-play guy. Thursday night football he does now. He's 78. 78. He claims he has never eaten a vegetable. He said his mom was 18 when she was born, and she just kind of didn't care. And so he chose not to eat them, and he has stuck to that his entire life. He says he's never had a vegetable. What is it about vegetables that people hate so much? I have no idea. I, I like vegetables. 
I enjoy vegetables sometimes. Right? Jimmy, you're. Uh, you're I not love. I, I I eat vegetables. I, I Jimmy eats the weird ones too. Like he's like a beet guy. Like he'll. I love uh, beets. Beets oh, are awesome. Beets, What's beets wrong are with you guys? Awesome. Beets are great. Yeah, I get frustrated with picky eaters. They they frustrate me when I, people won't try. How stuff. are the kids? Kids are great. They eat everything. Okay. Yeah. They. That's a parent thing. Yeah. Right. I, I think if you allow your children to get away with something, mm-hmm. we like, kind of we we had a picky eater in our house. Yeah. And she's not like that anymore. But I remember when when she was young, and we had to force her to. There was. We just have a Natasha, my oldest. We have a. Um, can't remember what we call it now. You have to try everything. Rule. Basically, yeah. you don't have to eat it. You got to take a little bite of everything on your plate. That's smart. Yeah, and then you just eat whatever you want, but you have to try it. And yeah. Usually, you can see when sometimes there'll be something like beets, for example. Yeah. Where it was a big thing, and she's freaking out. And then she tried it, and you could tell she liked it, Nora, but she didn't want to admit it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the next time, she ate all her beets. Didn't say beets. Word. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, they, I don't know. It just frustrates me when people, like adults, adults. when adults, adults. won't. Try it's something. way more common Just now. Try it. I, yeah, I had a similar situation with myself with oysters. My dad hated oysters, and those good so, oysters in Tabor. So <laughs> <laughs> we all used to hate oysters until I was at my dad. So my mom's mom. Oh, try this! Oh, it's so good! It's an oyster, and I spit it out, and she was, so, and she's like, I can do um, raw oysters. Close to the water, but any like oysters from a can are awful. Like they're not good. I I, I won't eat those. So I thought we could have a quick discussion about this, um, based on on how Michael's <laughs> never having a vegetable. Well, and the other thing too. This is the other thing that uh, that he admits to is he every night he's a steak and potatoes guy. Yeah, like he sits down at a fancy restaurant and eats a piece of dead meat. Yeah, like. Well, like, when you got money too, though, he's eating really good stuff. Yeah, that's right? true. But still, that's like a steak every night. <laughs> I could do it. <laughs> could you? I think I could. Yeah. Really? If, wow. If, if I had the money, I could. Really? Okay. So you could have. I could. You do could like have cow the, every night. I could do like oh, the yeah. uh, what do they call it? Well, keto. But then there's the carnivore diet. I could totally do that. I don't know if I could. <laughs> like I like meat. Yeah. And there's always something that. At one point, bled on my meat on my dish, but I don't know if I could eat a steak every night. Because <laughs> when I sit down to a steak, I go, I go hog. Well, I was gonna say maybe they don't eat massive steaks every. No, they're not eating the forty ounce steaks every night. Well, that yeah, little maybe cuts. I would have to yeah keep it different cuts anyway. So here's the topic: What have you never eaten? The locker room topic of the day. What have you never eaten? It just came to you? I just Because Lindley texted in and said he's had never had tongue. And I'm like, I've never had tongue either, but I've never had liver. You've never had I've liver? I've never had okay. liver. Because my, had... parents, my parents both hated it, so they didn't cook it ever. Okay. Um, so I've, I guess if I'm going to do the carnivore diet, I better start eating liver, though. But liver is never tried it. awful. It is not good at all. There's it depends a weird on how tech. you cook it. <laughs> how about tongue? That Lindley's. I, I've had never tongue? had tongue, and I've never had the prairie oysters either. I've had prairie. Oysters. I've had prairie oysters. When you're in Cypress Hill, Saskatchewan, you have prairie oysters. So, is it? Are they good? Eh, not really. Not necessarily. They're pretty chewy. See, that's the problem yeah. I had with liver. 
Oh, really? It's right? chewy. It's yeah. It's mm. it's too chewy, and it's yeah. And there's a consistency thing to it. Yeah, not a fan. Uh, you know what? I don't think I've ever had, and I could be wrong. I don't think I've ever had escargot. Mm, that was texted in because th- that would be something I would snails. Avoid. Snails. I, I hadn't had those until a few years ago, and then we went and we were out at the keg, and we're like, oh, let's get some escargot. I'll try it. And then it's just like drenched in butter, butter and, and garlic. garlic. And you're like, oh, this is good. I can eat this. <laughs> yeah. And away you go. Um, what are the fish eggs? Caviar. Caviar. You've never had caviar? I've had caviar. And, but but there's some dishes from other countries I haven't tried. Like, <laughs> what's that sheep stomach? Um, haggis. Ha- haggis. Haggis. I've never had that. I've had haggis. That's brain. I've had haggis. Hey, well, they make it in the stomach, right? They yeah, yeah, but it's it's I, you know what I think it is. I think they just basically it's mulch all the up animal a, parts. They, they mulch up a sheep and throw it in the <laughs> in a bag. Yeah. The locker room topic of the day. What have you never eaten? Um, chicken feet came in. I've never had chicken feet. I have had chicken feet. So what um, do they do with it? Is it like a soup or no? No, it's just, they just like fry them and, and then put them in a sauce. You and, eat the whole and you grab the foot and you, you chew on it. It's not. I don't know. To me. I've had them because I've been at, uh, you know, dim sum, and then they pass it around, and so I try it, and it's too much work for. There's no meat on them, like it's not worth it yeah. to me. Yeah. It doesn't taste good to me. It's just a lot of work to get a little bit of meat. I think a lot of these types of things, right? It's almost you almost eat them because you you want to be able to tell your friends. Some people eat it for a reaction, I yeah, think, because there's I, there's no way anyone's enjoying eating. Chicken, chicken feet, feet that much to me. The locker room. So I know this is going to be a stupid question, but is anybody else going to get to do the spear anytime soon, or is you two doing it for like the next couple of months, kind of a thing? Yeah, I think it's just you two every night. Um, yeah, for the so, for the start now, right? Yeah. I, I, how long? I don't know. Because I've heard people talking about wanting to go down and see the band and blah, blah, blah. It's, sort, it's kind of like a residency thing, right? Mm-hmm, it so is, the yeah. Spear, if you don't know what it is, it's this new venue in Vegas, and it's like this billion-dollar project. And, and it, yeah, it's basically, yeah, it's unbelievable. I've well, seen Canadian, some pictures. Canadians actually designed it, too. Well, get out and of here. And it's like this huge dome with the LED screens all over, and they can make it look like whatever. And the concert's inside of it with you, too, like... They're changing the screens. U2's playing, and it looks like you're out in the desert, yeah. and it looks like you're in space, and they can do anything with it. It's amazing. It is. Yeah. It really. It looked really cool. So they have, other than U2, there are like shows that they do during the day. Okay. Kind of like when you go to like the, you know, the dome at the Science Center, and you go sit there, and then they'll have like, here's about the Northern Lights, that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. So there's a bunch of things like that that go on during the day. So, but it it is just a traditional venue, right? Yeah, yeah. It was eighteen thousand seats. And, eighteen thousand. Yeah. And um, by the way, um, after I saw some people posting pictures of their their liquor bills, mm-hmm. I won't be complaining about <laughs> <laughs> cost of beer at concerts. <laughs> a here. little expensive. It was yeah, it was insane. So Dana White was doing an interview, and he said that he wants to do a Vegas Spear UFC event. That so would be amazing. That would be unbelievable. That would be yeah. The things that you can do. I mean, it just yeah, it really changes concerts in that thing. I mean, it was three billion dollars to build or something. Like any that, event, but, right? Yeah, any event inside of there is going to be next level. It's going to be crazy, and 
futuristic and I'm kind yeah. of past my U2 sort of thing mm-hmm. like like I I was a bit of a fan in the 80s when the Joshua Tree came out but I I moved on when yeah I, they they lost me yeah. with you know Actune baby and stuff like that um but uh, I'd go see them. Something wants me to see them, especially in that the, venue at the Spear. Yeah, that and would be cool. While yeah. they're playing, like they put on the screen, it feels like you're like at the Joshua Tree while they're playing, and and obviously Jimmy has fond memories of you two for because of what happened that night after the U two concert in Chicago. <laughs> um, you guys are never gonna ever let me live that down. <laughs> Come on. How can we not? <laughs> I have it in my calendar. <laughs> the family Once a calendar. year, we get a notification. <laughs> it's like a day or two after my daughter's birthday. <laughs> Which is weird. Yep. He's got 10 years of high school, a month of university, most educated member of the show. So they have figured out that the Earth's uh, sorry, the moon's core, so the very center of the moon is it's solid. Well, that is space station inside of it. <laughs> it's it's solid. Like there is okay. a liquid outer core, but Thought the majority was... of the moon's core is solid. Thought it was green cheese. Isn't that the <laughs> no. But that kind of if it that, was a hot dog. Would that you eat makes it? that makes sense because of the the lack of a- a- atmosphere, like like it doesn't have the magnetic fields that we do here on Earth okay. because our magnetic fields are caused by so it doesn't have the same gravity, right, the same gravity, yeah, atmosphere, magnetic fields, all that kind of stuff. Like our magnetic fields uh, protect us from the solar radiation and all that kind of stuff whereas you don't Makes have that same sense it's kind of like batman's lair right like he's got the thing covered up with iron mm. So you can't, like, x-rays and stuff like that can't it, yeah. get in there. So it makes sense. What does that have to do with the moon? The aliens are doing this. Aliens are hiding they're in there. Because it's like, like a the, lair. They're tricking the, us. The center, the like moon. The exact center of the moon is, they believe it to be iron, like an iron-like substance. They believe, exactly. Exact, they believe it. Exactly. They have a, how do they know? Because they've done tests with oh, x-rays. Tests. Oh, x-rays that don't show up through iron. <laughs> No, that's lead. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but all right. it's all but also, but it it they makes no. It makes sense because remember we the did Jimmy explains. Uh, when did I do that one? It was a few months ago, where we basically said billions of years ago. Uh, this was planet, a chunk. A planet size asteroid or something hit the Earth, and the moon broke off basically. So okay. it's part of. What the Earth used to be. It's pretty round for like a. It's hollow, but, it, but it's been the first man the in the moon. Is, you ever the read thing that book? is, though, okay, it's a, a prime ex- uh, example of this. Okay, if you throw a stone in the river because because the water are, washes over it, it smooths out the rock. The same thing happened with the moon because it was bombarded by um, radiation. It was bombarded by other debris in space it caused the shape because it's like this is going to seem like a dumb question but does the moon spin 
Uh, no. No. It just no. sits there. It okay. just sits there. So that's it's why hollow, it's, right? So it just sits there. The dark side of the moon. They don't want us to see the back side of it. The dark side of the moon is always dark. It rotates around us. Jim Mars, look into him. He's figured it all out. All right. Let's move on. Get ready. You're about to play to win Jimmy's cash. You're going to lose, please. We do this at 7.15 on the locker room at 4.15 with Pam. Pam! 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 We got Kelly on the line. Kelly has played in the past. He's screwed up. He wants redemption. He knows how to play. It's 25 seconds. It's five questions. If he nails them all in that period of time, walks away with 500 bucks right out of Jimmy's wallet. Woo! (sighs) Kelly? Yep. And you have a little bit of retribution, too, because Jimmy was making fun of you for how you answered the you, last time. You, you right? played he one other trying, time. I think. Yeah, yeah, he was trying. You bet. Yeah. All right. Okay. So here we go. Are you ready to go, Kelly? I'm ready. Yeah, let's do it. Grant Johnson, are you ready to always, go? Always. Three, two, one. What grunge band did Dave Grohl play drums for? Uh, Pat. According to Urban Legend, which animal lives in the sewers of New York City? Rats. What's Hall from Hall and Oates' first name? Uh, Hall and Oates? What type of race is a Tour de France? Uh, bicycle. Canadian Lauren Michaels created what famous TV show? No. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Say bye-bye to my bucks, baby. Better luck next time. Nirvana. Nirvana, wasn't it? it was Nirvana. Nirvana, and it was yeah. Alligators, and Daryl is Hall. Oh. Yeah, Daryl, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're, you're uh, guys, you really sucked this time. Oh yeah, you're now not, Jimmy's gonna be. You're not good at this yeah, game, Jimmy Kelly. Ain't over. It's not over, bud. <laughs> All right, uh, try again, brother. Take care, man. Yeah. All right, yeah, that was a rough outing. <laughs> the locker room presents the Grant Report, brought to you by Battle Rattle Tactical Supplies, supplying the front line since 2016. Now, Grant Johnson. Well, after several years and many, many, many grant reports, TransEd, the company responsible for building the new LRT line in Edmonton, says that the train is finished. It's complete. It's three, almost four years late and about a billion dollars over budget, but it is done. It's not open yet because they want to hold a big opening ceremony for it, which I think at this point is deserved. So they'll cut a ribbon, and then as it goes on its maiden voyage from Millwoods to the downtown, um, cars will crash into it at every intersection. (laughs) With boats, you know, you break a bottle of champagne on the hull. With our walking speed train, we crash 98 Sunfires into it. We have a formula in Edmonton when it comes to projects. I think any timeline or budget they give, it's double the time and triple the project, uh, triple the budget. And they really set the standard on this one. They hit it out of the park. They nailed it. Almost four years delayed. Amazing. I'm sure every city will be lining up to hire TransEd now for their next project. The walking speed train will be opening soon and... I'm just happy the homeless will have an easier way to move around the city. The Grant Report is brought to you by our Lil Juan t-shirt. Show your Mexican pride. Buy the shirt today. Text us now for the link to shop. The Locker Room, only on Cruise. This is pretty big news. Jerry Seinfeld saying that there's a possibility of a reunion. How do you feel about that? 
I'm okay with it. They already did a reunion, so. Um, what do you mean they did a reunion? On Curb Your Enthusiasm. They did a whole, like, season of Seinfeld reunion on Curb Your Enthusiasm. They did a whole episode. It was actually quite funny, too, but. Yeah, if you don't, if you watch Curb Your Enthusiasm, See, everyone's like, have. they've already done the reunion, but. So 25 years since Seinfeld ended, Jerry says, yeah, we'll do something. They'll do a 25 anniversary. Probably thing. like a friends thing. Well, that's okay, yeah. that I'm okay with. But if they go back and try to recreate the show, yeah. then I'm not. It sounds like he, because he's talking about how he didn't like the ending. And, so maybe they will do another episode. When they did it in Curb Your Enthusiasm, because they legitimately like did an episode of Seinfeld within that show. It was actually really well done and funny. Um but I gotta go look that up. I've never. You should watch Curb. I tried. You're, Larry David is like kind of like you in a lot of ways. I mean, more to the extreme. But <laughs> but when there's characters that are similar to you on a show, it it annoys you, so you don't watch it. You like Seinfeld, or I love Larry Seinfeld. David is George Costanza. Like George. I don't know why I, I didn't bite on Curb. The other one that you bring up all the time is the Jason Bateman show. Um, Arrested Development. I, yeah. I've never been able to get into that. I don't know what it is. See, that one I could see you not getting into because like, it's a little more out there. Yeah. Where Curb is like he's just driving around pointing out hypocrisies and... I like, like I've seen some clips and I laugh every time. <laughs> yeah, like, he's a funny guy. I heard a clip of him, Larry David. Um, I heard a clip of him explaining why he he was that he wanted them to get rid of the goalposts in the NFL. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the whole show is him just pointing out things like that. And and he was like he's so. He's so engaged and committed to the bit mm-hmm. that you can't tell, right? It feels real. Yeah. It does. I think it, feels, it is real. It, I, I think a lot of it is yeah. real. Like what he puts down on paper and he delivers in that show, I think is actually how he feels in life. This, th- th- I'm with you on this. If they go back and they sit down and they do a round table yeah. and I don't know, David Letterman interviews them all or, or something like that. Like what they did with friends. Yeah, I'd be fine with it and I'd watch it. I'd plan an evening. I'd have friends over. We'd have, you know, specialty cocktails or something. Yeah. We'd wear our festive, you know, sweaters, but I don't think I can wrap my head around them doing another season or doing something where they redo the... I, I just... Why am I having a problem with that? What he said was, I have a little secret for you about the ending, but I can't really tell it. Because they were doing like a Q&A and people were asking about it. Yeah, he was it, in so. Boston at some conference or something yeah. like that. Anyway, we'll keep an eye on that. When is the 25th anniversary of the end? Um, because it was it ended in 98, right? Yeah, it ended in 98. So, so we're not doing math on the show. We're going to let everybody else figure that out. <laughs> the Locker Room News. The opposition NDP are moving ahead with town hall consultations next week on the UCP's plan to have the province quit the Canada pension plan. Rachel Notley claims that out of the 23,000 Albertans that have responded to her party's survey, 90% are against the idea. Yeah, it's a bad idea. Is it? I, I don't really know much about it. Like, it's just all it is is just it's another, it's another, um, Fighting against Ottawa. Fighting. It's just, yeah. We're, um, she's just doing everything she can to make 
it does seem the like the sort of thing that guy. I don't trust the provincial government to run No, no, properly. no, and you shouldn't Cause, cause they, at all. Like, like they, they did a report, and they're like, well, we could get higher benefits, lower costs if we did it provincially. No. And I'm like, that's great, but do I trust? No. No, you, no. The, no. Uh, I wouldn't trust any provincial government. I don't care what the stripe is. NDP, UCP, it is a bad idea. And I don't trust the federal government yeah, either. But, but it's established already. The uh, UCP has started a $7.5 million advertising campaign, and they're running an online survey where they're asking people how they would like the Alberta plan to be structured. It's bad. So. It's a bad idea. I'm sorry. And this that's not even me disliking Danielle Smith. Or, it's just a bad it's idea. It's just a bad idea. Yeah. It, it, they, it's it's I, oh, so much politics lately to talk about. It. It's just, it's so yeah. frustrating. The The thing with it for me is it's like, it's like creating your own police force. It's, it's the same, it's the same bullshit. It, mm-hmm. it, it's all the, like Justin Trudeau's and yes, he is. Justin Trudeau's liberals are an idiot. They're ruining the country. We're going to do it all ourselves. It's all this is, and it's right. a bad idea. Like, yeah, are the RCMP per... No. Do you create a bl- brand new police force? Spend millions no, and millions No, millions and millions to go and make the same mistakes that they're making with the other police forces? It's stupid. Mm. Anyway, that's my thought on it. But here's the thing, and this is something that I think... We're in a real... We're in a transition point with politics right now because everyone's sitting back and going, what can we do to help with the division in society today, Politi- which is all politically motivated. Yeah. Okay? It's happening in Canada, it's ha- and people are looking at it, and, and is there a fix? And I don't think there's a silver bullet, but I think we're going to reach a point where people are just so fed up with the corruption from our public officials, because our political system is just completely overrun by criminals. Like they're all criminals. <laughs> they're all on the take. It's all about money. And the public is getting more and more frustrated and we're becoming, and, and I'm taking all the conspiracy theories out of it. I don't mm-hmm. want to discuss specifics. I think everybody is on the same page. If you're a politician on some level, you're on the take. Okay. And it might be, you're really good at hiding it and you're mm-hmm. better at it and it's minor, but on some level, somebody gave you some money to do something and you you're, you're in somebody's pocket. Or they're in your somehow. pocket. You're, you're compromised. And the reason why I think there's going to be a shift in society is because we're too connected now, and it's too difficult for these politicians to hide it. So now they just blatantly lie to everybody and to the, and to the press. But people are getting a little more aware of it. I saw this thing from, I do this podcast in the afternoons with Dean Blundell from Cryer Media, used to be on the edge in Toronto for years, and he does a lot of political stuff and doesn't involve me in it, because he knows I'll just make fun of it, (laughs) and I have, the next time I'm on with him, I'm going to make fun of him, because he announced this thing, we got an emergency podcast to talk about Doug Ford being investigated by the RCMP, and I laughed out loud, because I'm like, you're doing an emergency podcast... To tell everybody that the leader of the Ontario provincial government is a criminal. <laughs> we already knew that. Yeah. His last name's Ford. <laughs> His brother was smoking crack <laughs> while he was the mayor His of Toronto. His brother was so on the take, it's not even... That whole family, they're basically the Canadian they mafia. Mob, yeah, they got mob they got, ties. It's... 
we all know it, right? The, we, the, we, we all can't trust these people. And we're going to get to a point where somebody is going to step up and start to impact change. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen soon. It's going to take years. But I'm telling you, I think our political system has to change. We are, we are too focused on minority interests. We're too focused on money. And I don't want to do any more politics on the show. I don't. <laughs> we've caught it. We've got it covered here for the rest of the day. The thing with the, yeah, that's it. No, no, no. I'm sorry, Jim. I'm, no. Welcome to the locker room. All right, ladies and gentlemen, James P. White, a.k.a. Little Juan. Little Juan. He'll be fighting as Little Juan with Monster Pro oh, Wrestling. The beginning of November. November 3rd. Against Retribution. Pedro Prince. Pedro Passiano. <laughs> you can't. Or something like that. I just I just call him Pedro. He's from Sherwood Park. I call him Pedro Poopoo. He's, he's Irish. <laughs> you can't. I think he's a bit Ukrainian, too. <laughs> oh, that's anyway, so bad. And up until that fight, we are going to give you a chance to learn a little Spanish with El Juan. Or Little Juan, or whatever the hell his name is. <laughs> El Juan? <laughs> The name's Juan. Okay. And I'm Little Juan. All right. Supposed to be funny. By the way, if you have any um, popular English phrases you would like translated into Spanish, please do not hesitate to send them to the show. 780-989-0957. Today's phrase, is that a churro in your pocket or are you just happy to see me? Little Juan? Eso e un churro on tu bocillo. Supplemente estas fi de verme. <laughs> nice work. You realize I could barely speak English. You're trying me to trying to get again, me to read another dude, language. On next. Uh, Spanish lessons with little Juan on the locker room. The locker room. Found out about this story from you, Grant, but I didn't see the video. Before I saw the headline, it it was just Long Island school bus driver caught drinking on the job, and she didn't know that White Claws were alcoholic. She was claiming it was a mistake. <laughs> She's 60 years old. And I was like, come on. Uh-huh. That's... <laughs> I kind of believe her, though. Well, that's the point. I'm going to play the audio, yeah. and then we'll have a discussion about whether or not this might have been something that slipped past her. I've been crying, crying, crying. I can't even have more tears for just a mistake. It was a mistake. <laughs> I just so, thought it was a nice fruity drink. She shares a fridge with her roommate and she's going out for the day to drive school bus, decides to steal a drink from her roommate, thinks it's just like a fruity flavored drink. Yeah. And she's picking up kids and she's chugging a white cloth. <laughs> Imagine, imagine you're putting your kids on the bus and the driver's drinking. I mean, back in the day, they did all the time, but they hit it, right? So, yeah, she's she's drinking it. That I could see that happening to people, right? Like I, I, I can because if those, you don't know what, if you're not a drinker and you don't know what they are, drinks. Some of those, my wife gets those seltzers all the time, and every once in a while, when I run out of alcohol, <laughs> I might sneak one. Yeah, and. It's to they, me. It's just a fruity drink. They don't taste like booze. They don't taste they don't, anything like booze. They don't look like booze. Like no. yeah, if you don't read it carefully, yeah, yeah it's just fizzy water. Yeah, it's flavor. It, oh, well, a lot of times too. Yeah, and especially those white claws. 
Oh, yeah. Those things are really... Like, or, they're, like, they don't they're, taste... Like they're kind like of booze. tasty. Yeah. Nudes, uh, like, you know, the other ones, like the nude ones. What's the, the one my wife is drinking now? Fuzzies or foozies or something? Oh, fuzzies. Those are the ones is that... that uh, um, Mel drinks. Are, are they? I thought he drank white claws. He does drink white claws, but he drinks all sorts. Vizzies or oh, vizzies, vizzies, vizzies. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. Those, those things are really those are tasty. popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I kind of believe her, right? We're I not- do. I do. She's sixty. She's probably not a drinker. And- Can you buy these things in the states? Can you like buy them? Oh yeah, in the Seven Eleven. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they're properly marked though. Like, I haven't been to the states and I've. Okay. Yeah, it's been a while. Long time. <laughs> like if you walk into a grocery store in the states and you go to the section, you can buy you can buy booze down there. Oh right? yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can buy booze anywhere yeah. in the states. I mean, you can buy them in Canada now. It's Seven Eleven too in Alberta here. But... Yeah, that's that's a good point. They've yeah. actually there's a few. <laughs> there's a handful of Seven Elevens you can buy alcohol. You can buy beer. You can sit down and drink it in a Seven Eleven. Mm-hmm. We got to do that one day. That sounds like an afternoon. <laughs> That's a good time. <laughs> Go get taquitos and taquitos and get tanked. Yeah, at uh, nachos with the nacho cheese. Yeah, I kind of feel bad for her. I, they fired her, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, she needs that. It's job. hard to come back from that one it's, it's, <laughs> when your job is driving kids around <laughs> and you're tanked. <laughs> uh, listen, I if if it wasn't an accident, would you blame her? <laughs> Oilers Nation, exciting. Here it is. Start of the season, Finally. Woo! Finally. Four long months of waiting. We did it. We made it. I'm here. We're ready. Let's go. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, this is always an exciting day. Yeah. Um, The party you have at Greta tonight, you need tickets for that, right? The Oilers Nation gathering? Yeah, so we still got a handful of tickets left if you want to come to our season launch party. It's a Greta downtown. If you go to nationgear.ca, you can get tickets right there. We're raising money for kids sports, so it's not like we're okay. just charging. So all the all the proceeds from the party are going to kids sports. So we're just trying to raise as much money as we can and have a good excuse to party on a Wednesday night. And if you buy a ticket, you are automatically entered into a raffle for a bunch of really cool prizes, including 15 pairs of tickets to some big hockey game that's happening outside <laughs> at the end of the month. I don't know what it is. I've heard about that thing outdoors yeah yeah yes. i don't know exactly what it is I, i've heard rumors that it's at the place the football team plays, but i don't know for sure that's a great place to watch the game tonight as the season starts who do you think is going to be the biggest challenge in the pacific division this year i mean it's hard not to say vegas right like mm-hmm, they're, yeah. the, they're the defending cup champs like last night they did their ceremony and blah 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 it actually annoyed me watching i think <laughs> oh my god thank Man, you like they won the Stanley Cup in the second round last year, and you will not convince me otherwise. So it just annoyed me last night. But ultimately, I think in the Pacific Division, it's going to be Vegas. I think that Calgary is going to be better, though I don't necessarily think they're going to be a massive challenger. I think the Kings are going to be good, though their goaltending is a question mark with our old friend Cam Talbot mm-hmm. being the starter there. So we'll see what happens. But ultimately, I think it's going to be Edmonton 1, Vegas 2, LA 3 in the Pacific. In the Western Conference as a whole, you can't count out the Colorado Avalanche. They're going to be yeah. good. They're going to rebound after a tougher season for themselves last year with the Cup hangover. So I think that the West is going to be pretty tough 
coming out of the East, it's going to be pretty wide open. I think there's a lot of teams that have a chance to contend out East. Um, so it's going to be an interesting year. But uh, it all starts tonight against Vancouver. For sure. The question I have about the schedule, um, is it just me or is this a fairly new thing where they launch all the seven Canadian teams at the front end? Like, is, Has that been happening forever? Because... I don't remember. Often, yeah. To be honest, I can barely yeah. remember what I did three days ago. Like, I kind of like it happening in the past. But my thing with the schedule is, why did they start it on a Tuesday at in the middle yeah. of the afternoon with the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Nashville Predators? Like, mm-hmm. I know it was Thanksgiving weekend this past weekend up here in Canada, but like, wouldn't it made sense to start on a Saturday night and like kick it off in prime time? I also don't understand why we're waiting almost until mid October to get going. Like, let's get going. Let's cut the preseason down by half and get going two weeks earlier. That's but, what I love about um, the WHL is they just get right into it. Like the WHL yeah, teams the have been playing for a while now, regular season. Yeah. It's like if you look at the NFL, most of the starters barely even play in their preseason games at all. So I just like the NHL's preseason is so long, although admittedly baseball would look at the NHL preseason <laughs> and go, that's not too bad. <laughs> we did two months. Um, but yeah, just let's start it earlier. Let's get going. I'm yeah. ready to go here. So uh, I'm very, very excited about tonight. McDavid making some comments about the strength of this team saying it's the best Oilers team he's been a part of is interesting because I don't get the sense that that McDavid would say that if he didn't mean it. No, I'm with you. I think that legitimately just as a fan of the team and somebody, it's amazing to think that I've been covering this team full time now for 10 years. He's right. He is absolutely right. This is the best team that he's played on top to bottom. This team is the most complete. Now, I'm not saying it's perfect. That's not what I'm saying. I still think that there's yeah. some improvements that could be had on the back end. And obviously, we're still wondering what's going to happen in net, whether Skinner and Campbell can be as consistent as we need them to be. But ultimately, if you look at the forward group and you look at the team as a whole, without question, this is the best team McDavid's been on. He's playing at his best. Leon's playing at his best. A bunch of the guys around him are really, really good. I mean, if you think about it, when Connor McDavid first came into the league, his line mate was Benoit Pouliot. And now he's <laughs> playing with, you know, Connor Brown and Evander Kane. So it's a little bit different. It's it's certainly an upgrade, and I completely agree with the best team that he's played with for sure. Who do you think is going to be the big, uh, not surprise player, but the big, I guess, I guess surprise player this year? Who's going to have a really big year outside of McDavid and, and Dreisaitl? I've got two. I've got two that I think it kind of have a breakout year. One, Warren Fogle is in his contract year. Mm, so he's going to be playing he's going to be playing for a job. So I always love to cheer for guys in their contract year. Whether or not he resigns at Edmonton is irrelevant to me, but I think contract year Fogle is going to have a big season and I've also got big expectations for Ryan McLeod. Last mm. year he was on mm. pace for about 18 goals, but he didn't get to play a full season. So with a little bit of luck and if he could stay healthy, I'm expecting getting close to 20 goals for Ryan McLeod. I think that'd be a huge year for him. You mentioned the, um, the top six and, and obviously that's going to be a discussion throughout the NHL. All, all the pundits are, I mean, outside of Toronto who still thinks the Leafs have, have the best top six, <laughs> but I mean, it's insane. Like Evander Kane, Connor McDavid, Connor Brown, Nuge, Leon, and Zach Hyman. I mean, mm-hmm. that is it's, enough to beat. Yeah. 
It's insane. It's amazing to look at that top six. Like we were talking about this yesterday on on my podcast, Organization Radio. But like we were talking about this, this is easily the best top six I've ever watched because I'm not old enough to remember the Gretzky years. Mm-hmm. All I remember is the lean years and then the rebuild years, the Infinibuild. And now you look at what they've got going on in the top six, and you go, "Wow, that is a big group." And we know the pieces are going to move around throughout yeah. the season, of course, but. There's a lot of players that can score there. A lot of players that have proven that they can score there. And some, like Evander Kane, you know he had a bad year last year because of injury and it wasn't where he wanted to be. You know he's going to come back hungry this year. And the goal he scored the other night, and again, it's preseason. you just an absolute laser beam. So I'm very, very excited about this top set group. Top six group. In fact, the top nine, the third line of Dylan Holloway, Ryan McLeod, and Warren Fogle, there's a lot of speed on that line. Yeah. And if teams aren't careful with them, they'll burn them. So I very, very much am excited about this Oilers forward group. I think they're going to score a ton of goals. I had an idea, and and I've kind of backed off on it a little bit because I'm the curse for all teams. Whenever I bet on anything, like I literally, I will make a comment, and it'll be something that I heard Another sports donkey say, I'll be like, hey, this guy's up to the plate. And when my wife's asking me questions, I'm like, ah, he's not hitting very well. And then he'll crank a dinger, right? <laughs> uh, I'm just the worst. So, and betting, if I bet on something, it'll never happen. But I did have an idea, and I, I you can run with it if you want, bag milk. Pubes for the playoffs. Nobody mm, cut yeah. their pubes yeah, until the end, end of the season. And, and, and we'll see if we can get... It, that'll get the Oilers into the playoffs. You can start. Listen, I'm starting. I'm starting today. You know, by the end of the year, we're going to have a speedo full of Brillo pad. That's where I'm going to be going. We're going to be going into the playoffs, ready to roll. You got to go get a wax before the game tonight, and then I said to Grant, I said, "What do you think of pubes for the playoffs?" And he, and his text back was. Are you drinking? And I was like, yes. <laughs> I knew he was drinking. Come around. As soon as he said that, I was like, he's drinking. <laughs> but All he was right. serious. No, I, think you, I think you got a movement there. We <laughs> can get behind it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. There he is. Bag Milk, Oilers Nation. And again, where do we go? Send people where they need to go to get the Greta tickets for the uh, Oilers Nation. Watch party of the opening uh, uh, game for the uh, Oilers tonight. NationGear.ca, that's where we need to go. Get your tickets. Help us raise some money for Kids Board. It's for a great cause, and we're going to have a blast. We've got tons of prizes to give away, including 15 pairs to a certain thing. That's not the thing. That's where the football team plays. I don't know. Could be anything. I don't know. All right. Mystery box. There he is, Big Milks. Thanks for your time, my friend. Thanks, boys. You've been listening to the Locker Room Podcast. Congrats. You just lost five IQ points. Catch the show live weekday mornings on 95.7 Cruise FM. Brought to you by Arden Roof Systems.